0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome into to today's show. I'm so glad that you are here. John Blevins and I tackled a few hotter topics than we usually do On this show today, we talk about abortion, we talk about money and tithing, and John talks about cannibalism. Neither of us saw that one coming, but nonetheless, we talked about it. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's show. Uh, Hopefully, it's kind of a lighthearted take on some of these more serious topics. I hope that uh, it's edifying for you, and that's a big word for those of you who don't know your grammar and didn't score well on the S.I.T., Neither did I, I just learned that word yesterday Enjoy the show, and if you do, make sure to subscribe Uh, Let us know in the comments what you guys think Uh, If you're on YouTube, or if you're listening on the podcast uh, You know, send us a message on social media Post about it, see what happens See what happens! Enjoy the show What's up? Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is bearded, bearded Lene Blevins. That is a hard thing to say. So many consonants, so many L's. How are you, buddy?
1: Bearded Lene. Bearded Lene. Bearded Lene. It's not hard, but I'm uh, great. Add, How add are the Blevins Blevins
0: you? at the end. That's what makes it.
1: Bearded Lene Blevins. There, bearded Lene Blevins. Yeah, okay, there you go. I'm there the you go. <laughs> How are you, friend? I'm great. The Lions are still out of the playoffs. I keep hoping I'll wake up and they'll be in. It's not happening, but otherwise, life's pretty good.
0: Yeah, like the Texans are about to not even have a football team anymore. Like everyone's just leaving. Like we're just going to be like it's going to be like in European soccer. Like we're just going to be relegated to like the the XFL or whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, relegation might be a thing that happens in the next ten years, and Houston would for sure be the first team out. Lions would not be far. I I was about
0: to say, bud. (laughs) Hey,
1: we have new management. No controversies right now. Here's hoping. Well.
0: I don't know. No controversy is kind of strong. Your new management said that y'all are gonna have the new bounty gate where you're like, we're
1: gonna crush everybody's kneecaps and bite them off. Not not great, not great. Show me the rule in the NFL where it says that cannibalism is not allowed. <laughs> so, highlight the rule for me in the NFL. Just saying. Just imagine the ref. Uh
0: 15 yard penalty, excessive biting on the defense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have a team of Mike Tysons.
0: Uh, if you do if you do that biting again, you're gonna be ejected. <laughs> have to make up the rules. On, uh, we got to go to New York, Bob. What, what does New York say on this?
1: <laughs> I love it. I love, I'm, I'm pumped about our new team. We needed that, we needed that inspirational speech.
0: Uh, you know what I'm pumped about? I'm, something, I'm pumped about something that's new that's also very old, but very new right now. Do they bring
1: back the kangaroo things where you dip them? I don't know what you're talking about. Is this kangaroo cannibalism? What is going on here? The, no, no, no. The kangaroo snacks, man, where they have like, come on, like dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. I don't know. We need to get sponsored by Dunkaroos. Okay, Never eaten a kangaroo, that. a Dunkaroo. You dunk the kangaroos. They're like chocolate kangaroos, and you dump you dunk them into like this cream cheese frosting. Bro, if you didn't have those as a kid, you were super. I did not poor. grow up wealthy like you. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you had like, I was Dunkaroo wealthy. I was not Lunchable wealthy though. Wait a second. I had Lunchables. <laughs> like four okay, This is another like four another time year I had Lunchables, but, you know. Anyway. It's fun. It's anyway,
0: I could talk about Lunchables all day. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thrilling content. Save that for your podcast. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh ever ancient ever new uh, is something that we talked about in the church, you know, these traditions, they're they're so ancient, but there's always like the Holy Spirit's alive and well and brings new life into things, right? Something that is ever yep. ancient and ever new for me, something that I did last week. I led a retreat for human people in person. <laughs> wow. It was wild. You do you have the Rona? I don't have the Rona. No, nice. uh, we all survived. We're all still living. And like, it, it was so crazy, John, like the whole process. So like you, you've done this, you've traveled to, to give talks and deliver conferences, retreats and this sort of thing. Right. Like it's something mm-hmm. that like, for those of us who've been doing this for a while, it used to be like second nature where like you leave your house. And that was the first step. I was leaving my house and like, I had to tell my kids like, Hey, I'm not going to be here for two days, which is something that I used to say before coronavirus every weekend, every other weekend. Hey, I'm leaving for a day. Hey, I'm leaving for a few hours. Hey, I'm leaving for uh, whatever. And even like going into work, I left for 40 to 60 hours a week. Well now John, I'm home literally all the time. I'm here all the time with my wife. I'm here all the time with the three year old, the, the other two kids. They leave and go to school, but I'm like always here. So it was so strange telling my kids the night before, Daddy's leaving for two days. And they're like, What? You can't leave. Like, you live here. You know, like it was just Are you being kicked out. <laughs> yeah. Mommy finally kicked me out. Yes. <laughs> so that was the first strange thing, like saying goodbye. And then, like, my kids were really confused after I left. My wife was like, they, they used to be so used to this. I used to be so used to this. Anyway, anyway, I drive to Houston. It's for this Catholic school. Their eighth grade retreat, like, this, this Catholic school goes through eighth grade. So this is kind of like their final retreat at the school, their final, like, seriously faith-based thing. Like, obviously, they're going to go to mass and do confession and stuff. But, like, retreat, super big focus on their faith life. And it was kind of like this, like, closing out of their eighth grade year. And man back in the day when i was doing these all the time like they're tiring but it was just like i did them all the time so i was used to it john i'm still exhausted and it was last week <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome were you like emceeing and giving the talks and everything Oh, like john i literally did everything now and you did the music yeah so like yeah. well i didn't do the music that's
0: a whole nother story I, I brought my guitar, but didn't end up using it, but it, it was—it ended up being fine. Cause my
1: voice was, that's the dumbest thing ever. If you, if you can give talks and play music, then you are like a, a golden nugget. I
0: am a golden nugget and they hired me to do it. And then the priest wanted his uh, music director to sing chant. So I just said, okay, that's fine. So oh, perfect. That, that's what happened. That's a whole nother story. But the point is I walked in and like, usually this is a recipe for disaster and you would know this, like, if you're like with like, I know that you've worked in youth ministry. and Now you're like the director of everything at your parish. That's not sacramental, you know, like, you know, like you're in charge of all the things and all the people like you could walk into a youth group with like kids that you know. And like, if if they know you, like the kids at like the local Catholic school here, I could walk into a group of 80 of them and be by myself and they'd be fine. Cause like, I know them, they know me. They know that if they act up, I'm going to call them out, all this kind of stuff. Right. But I'm walking yeah. into this group of eighth graders who they don't know who i am they've never met me before and like all the teachers were like they, like it was coming from a good place they were like oh we don't want to like be in the way for the retreat like they know us they're tired of us like we're the disciplinarians in their life like we'll be in this other room if you need us but like i walked in to this group of 50 eighth graders and it was just me and them with like other adults around and helping with meals and like you know we weren't breaking any rules or anything but it was just me emceeing giving all the talks leading all the games so i was like in charge for like 15 hours one day and like 11 hours the next day it was very tiring
1: (laughs) yeah i bet i man did you at least have a good bed to sleep in? i
0: did they got me a nice hotel which was the next thing i haven't been in a hotel in forever i used to spend like 100 150 nights in a hotel a year and now, this was like the first time. Obviously, this year's only been a few weeks, but like in a very long time, I have not been in a hotel. So I got to sleep in a king bed, and you know, like a hotel, it was like you know, a nice hotel. They give you like eighty-seven pillows. It's like Liv Harrison's house. You know, the whole bed is is all just <laughs> covered in pillows instead of you yeah. know being a bed. So it was very, it was very enjoyable, and it was one of those things where it's like, I like all in all, like yes, these are all things that I've done a thousand times before. But I told the kids at the beginning of the retreat, like, it's just really nice to be back. Like, I'm glad to be here. You know, I've done Zoom youth groups. I've done Zoom talks. I've sat here in front of this camera at this desk since March doing all kinds of stuff. And that's cool, right? Like, I enjoy that. But there's nothing like being in person. Um, and I told them that. I was like, I'm really looking forward to this. And at the, by the end of the retreat, I was like, this was really special. Like, thank you, guys. Like, Y'all were awesome. This was really cool. Um, so like, like at y'all's parish, are you like, I know that you're up north and we're Texas and we
1: have our own rules, but like, are y'all doing stuff in person yet? No, we're, we're still not allowed to do much in person at all. Um, we were finally allowed, we're allowed to like, for the first time with grades one through eight, we're allowed to meet once a month. Um, and, but we've been doing it virtually the whole time. Like, and we already are meeting once a month for like, we do adoration, kind of like an XLT thing um, uh, with praise and worship to, to teach them that and what that's like. And then life teen, uh, our high school minister has been able to meet once a month. And now I think they can meet twice a month besides that though, n- mostly still virtual.
0: Right. So it's, it's one of those things that like, I think across the, the nation, things are starting to open up a little bit, right. You know, once a month, you yeah. know, special things like, you know, this campus was on lockdown, like, you know, nobody that's not a student or a teacher was allowed in until like this moment for the retreat and all that kind of stuff. So, um, things are starting to open up what, that was another funny part too Is like i like i didn't post about it like the whole retreat but like after the retreat i took a picture with the kids like this is really special and i knew like when i posted it people were going to be like oh you're four and a half feet apart instead of six and that's why i didn't post about it and sure enough that happened when i, should, I was like just leave me alone like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's um yeah the covid police are everywhere for man. real uh, and then they tried to mask it with like, I know that you probably did good things for the Lord, but you're a terrible person and you're not aware. <laughs> and I was like, leave me alone. It's fine. Um, but it, it was just cool to be back. The first, the, the, the biggest thing for me was just cool to be back doing something that I love. Like one of the things that I love the most is like sharing the gospel in, in person. I didn't used to think that I had to say in person cause that's all we used to do. Yeah, it was just assumed. Right. Uh, But, like, it was really special. And, like, doing something that I'm good at. Like, it's one of the skills that I have. Like, leading a retreat, I've built up that skill for 12 years, and all of a sudden for the last year I wasn't able to use that skill. Like, that was it was hard, right? I mean, like, we've talked at length about how difficult the last year has been. But the cool thing is, is, like, there's a glimmer of hope, right? So you think about, like, the Noah story. I always got something wrong, like, understood something wrong with the Noah story. You know how he, like, sends out a bird? You know, he sends out a tweet. You know, is yep. the world safe well, I like yet? That, a tweet, and then and then the ret- the tweet doesn't get any replies. Uh, so that he sends out another tweet, and it's like, oh no, no replies. And I think it's the third one he sends out a, ret- a tweet, and he finally gets a reply, and the reply is, "Here's a branch." You know, it's like, okay, that's not a that's not a helpful uh, reply to a tweet, but you know, whatever. And um, I always thought that like that moment. Was the moment where it was like, oh, we could all g- get out now. And I, I just realized like a few months ago, I, was, I, I heard the story again. Somebody was talking about it and they were like, no, like that was like the top of like the tallest tree on the tallest mountain. You know, like it was just the top leaf that this bird found. So they weren't able to like get on the ground yet. I always thought like, oh, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And then after those 40 days, like it was over, like they were on the waters had to recede. Like, I live around hurricanes. I should have thought about this. You know, like, it's not like the hurricane leaves and then everything's hunky-dory. Like, it's still flooded for weeks. So if you think about 40 days and 40 nights, the water was still there, right? So this isn't the moment for me where, like, Noah gets out of the boat finally and everything's better and you're all cooped up and everything's fine. But it is, like, that little glimmer of hope of, like, the bird brought back a little branch. You got a little bit of – you got to do a little bit of what you enjoy. You got to do a little bit of ministry in person. Everybody wore, mo- wore masks the whole time, but, you know, it, it looks different. But little glimmer of hope, and uh, it just made me really happy.
1: I love that. You got to you got to flex the retreat muscle again for the first time in almost a year. I'm glad you said that because it's the first it, – it, it leads perfectly into my next thing I was
0: going to say. My retreat muscles are out of shape.
1: <laughs> yeah? <laughs> like – It was one of those things. What was like the biggest way you, what was like the biggest realization you had about uh, like, (laughs) what made you know that? So here's the thing, John, and everybody knows that
0: I'm loud and boisterous and uh, I'm an extrovert and I talk all day. Well, uh, lately I talk all day in front of this camera. And by, and by that, it doesn't mean all day. Like I'll, I'll record anywhere from a few minutes to an hour a day. And then I'm at home. Like who am I talking to? Yeah, you know, like, my wife didn't want to talk to me all day. You know, like she gets she's tired of me. It's been eight years. She's tired of me. The baby and I, like we talk for you know, we it's hard to have conversations with her.
1: So like I, I just imagine you sitting down next to the baby, like how are you today?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do thouest needeth anything, my loveth? <laughs> um, but like I don't talk all day. So the first thing that I noticed was I'm standing up there giving a talk, and this has only happened to me about three times at events. Like usually like my like voice and vocal cords are in shape both for like speaking and for singing. And usually I'm really good about taking care of like my throat and taking care of my voice. But uh, one, it's cold season and everybody, you know, everybody has a cold. They think they have coronavirus, but it's just, and I, I have colds every winter at this time. Um, so it's like my voice is a little scratchy and then like talking, like by the second talk, I gave I gave like 10 talks over two days, like by the second talk, my voice was cracking like i was back in 8th grade. Oh yikes. <laughs> so i'm like and yeah, uh, this is the message that god wants to wants you to hear. It's like you might have heard it a thousand times, but god really loves you, <laughs> you know? Like
1: <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and
0: the, the kids they you know they started laughing at me and i'm like, what are y'all laughing at? Like this is y'all's fault. Y'all are contagious. Like y'all are the ones whose voice cracks all the time, you know?
1: <laughs> Dude, i love that.
0: Uh, so my voice was cracking. It was one of those things that like between the second and third talk, I was like, all right, guys, just got to let you know, the, like the long, the worst thing that I could do right now is to keep talking, but I'm going to keep talking like the rest of the day and tomorrow. You know what? My voice cracks are going to become more and more fre- frequent and you're just going to have to deal with that. Uh, and let's make a deal. You don't make fun of me and I won't make fun of you. And they said, Okay. And every time they made fun of me, I made fun of them. And that's how we dealt with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just ten times. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So, we had a good time. And one of the things that, like, uh, that I that I realized, oh, like, that kind of became a theme of the retreat. Like, you know, you go into a retreat with a plan, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a planner. I'm a kind of guy that like, yeah, the Holy Spirit speaks to you in the moment, but he also speaks to you in the preparation. So I like, I'm a, I'm a prep guy. Right. So I did all my prep and my planning. I'm like, here's what we're going to do for the retreat. But then you get into the retreat and you start realizing like things about the group or about people in the group. And you're like, Oh, let's kind of gear this a different way. Right. And with these kids, I realize like the Catholic school that I work with here locally, like 50 to 60% of the kids are Catholic. So the way that you talk to them is, is pretty different. It's like, you know, you talk about like, christianity in general and then you talk about like some specific catholic things like obviously you know oh yeah you know if you sin you need to say sorry to god if you're catholic do a confession if you're not catholic uh uh just say a prayer to god say that you're sorry and then you know join RCA and become catholic you know like it's just different right yeah. um but uh like with these kids like all but like four of them were catholic out of all at all 50 like 46 45 of them were catholic so And most of them had been in Catholic school their whole life. So they have been hearing, like, basic truths about God and the church. And, like, they knew Bible stories. Like, your typical youth group, you're like, you know, hey, you know the Noah story? And they're like, who? You know, like, I knew a guy named Noah. Like, yeah, I don't know the Noah. So, like, they had heard all this stuff. So I started realizing that when I was saying things, like, at the beginning, like, doing Keregma stuff right at the beginning, like, God loves you. They, They started, you know, rolling their eyes and tuning out. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like, this is the most, like, important sentence in all of human history, that God loves you, <laughs> right? And, I, I, like, I know for me, and I, 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 I have felt it before, and I could see it in their eyes that they were feeling it. Those of us who have been around church for a long time, you know, Jesus loves me, this sign up. We've heard it since we were little children, and we don't really... Yeah. Like, when we hear it, we don't think about it. Kind of like you can say the creed and don't, you know, get halfway through and you don't realize you're in a trance. Like, you don't realize what you're saying. All the things that we hear and we say over and over again, they never really set in. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's true. Like the creed example. Yeah, we're saying we're saying the words that martyrs have spoken as they were killed. And we're just like, I believe. Uh, yeah, so it's good. It's good. It's good for probably for those kids to have a reminder, but I bet it was good for you, too, bro. Yeah, it was. I just pictured a
0: martyr dying and saying like, uh, you know, the saying the creed and then they they uh, they misspoke and used the old version. And the, the martyr next to him was like, it's consubstantial, bro. Not one in being.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is I, you are such a nerd. I love that. Uh, that- but it is true. I mean, we're going to need that reminder, especially that basic one of God loving us forever. right?
0: And yeah, like it it really did kind of hit me in a different way. Cause like, yeah, you can hear that all the time. I'm around church stuff all the time. I'm uh, editing people's podcasts. They talk about God's love all the time. Like it just, it never really like washes over me. Like that truth that God loves you. Right. And what was interesting is like, what kept sticking out to me as I was talking to them was like the verse that like, while we were separated, while we were separated, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And like, just this fact that like, I think a lot of times for me, I apply that God loves me when I'm doing good things. Like when I'm being a good father, God loves me. When I'm being a good uh, husband, God loves me. When I'm praying every day, God loves me. But the minute I'm, you know, yelling at my kids, do I really believe that God loves me? The minute that I, you know, I skip three days of prayer, do I believe that God loves me? And the fact that God loves us isn't just this happy, like Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. It's like... While we were enemies of God, when we were sinning, like, John, when the worst thing that you've ever done in your entire life, like, that's the moment, among, with, among others, but that, that's the primary moment that God died for you. When you were an enemy of God, when you're the furthest from God, the same for me, like, the worst moment in my life, like, that's the moment God says, I love you. And, like, for me, that takes this, like, rote thing, this thing that we hear over and over and over again into, like, no, like, this is something real and something special.
1: Yeah, I love that. It, it took me a long time to realize that now I try. I like that you brought up, uh, you know, he doesn't love us when we're more because we're treating our wives well. But that is like how we can show that we love him back. Absolutely. Um, and and I've been like trying to refocus my mind lately on that without maybe even naming it. That like when I'm being joyful with my kids and play with my kids, like God doesn't love me more, like you're saying. But it's my way of showing him that I do love him. And I take this vocation seriously. But I never put my like word, like never had the thought until you just said that.
0: Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where it's like that. Yes, that's the next part. Like the greatest message is that God loves us and we have to respond to that message by living out the greatest commandment. Obviously, loving God, you know, spending time with him and showing that love by loving our neighbors, loving our kids, loving our wives, That like that sort of thing. Right. So um, so that was just kind of cool that that was like an unexpected thing that kind of stuck out from the retreat from the retreat. That, like, I had kind of, like, obviously I had planned to talk about God's love, but, like, not in that way. So it was just cool to, like, be back in that scenario. Like, uh, the kids got, like, really enjoyed the retreat. We all had a good time. Um, It was just really special. and, And I enjoyed it. And it was, like, one of those moments, like, life isn't back to normal, but it's, like, it's getting there. You know, we've got our little we've got our little Tweety bird holding a branch. It's coming back soon. Uh, we might need to still wait for the waters to recede for the vaccines, to, you know, for like the non-essential workers like me to get them, you know, like that sort of thing.
1: But uh, but it's getting there and it made me really happy. You are essential in my heart, first of all. Um, I'm glad it made you happy and I'm right there with you. And I'm jealous, man. I haven't been able to do that yet. Uh, and I, yeah, I need to. And I'm going to try to live it out here at home first, uh, but can't wait. Can't wait to take that twig, man. Well, and finally, I'm going to
0: mail you a twig. Uh, just just to just to make you happy.
1: I'll mail you a twig with the message.
0: Jesus loves you. And that will be it. And it'll cost me like $9, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> okay. If you send it, I'll be very happy. If you build it, they will come. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. One of my favorite conferences every year is the one hosted by Focus. They alternate going from Seek to SLS to Seek to SLS. This year, it's Seek. If you guys remember, a year ago, around this time, Father Anthony and I were sitting inside of a very small bus for some reason, recording live at Focus's SLS conference at the beginning of last year. Well, uh, as you guys know, uh, things have been weird this year. So Seek this year is online. If you are, especially if you are a young adult, uh, whether you are married or in college, uh, this this conference is probably the best one every single year in person, which means it's probably going to be the best online conference of all of them. And I'm not even saying that just because I'm a part of it. But Fort the Catholic did get invited to be a part of it, just like we were last year. And instead of bringing Father Anthony along this week, Uh, We're bringing on Liv Harrison. So part of the conference is a lot of live podcast and Liv and I are going to be recording that episode and you guys can check it out if you're part of the conference. Uh, If not, it will be, you know, part of next week's show uh, where Forte Catholic goes to college. Liv and I uh, talk about like our reminisce about our college experiences, what we learned, how we got to be better people, how we got to be worse people, all of that stuff. So if you want that show, sign up for the conference or wait till next week, but you won't get the conference here at Forte Catholic. Go sign up, focus.org, uh, get in that conference. It's going to be tremendous. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Bearded Blevins. And we have returned to, to talk about something that's controversial, that we don't think is controversial within the church, but. When it comes to things outside of church, it is a pretty hot button issue that uh, we don't talk about much here on Forte Catholic because we're all about joy and things, and uh, this could get some some little controversial things. But uh, when it comes to controversial stuff, like I have to feel like I have something new or different to say about it, and not saying that I've invented this new thing I'm going to share. I heard it from a friend. I literally will give them credit. It's not my idea, but I wanted to share it. And uh, John, actually, you have a, a little bit more. Uh, tradition in talking about this subject uh we're talking about pro-life stuff so you had a tweet that where uh, here you are this big time streamer uh you've got followers uh that are catholic you've got followers that are christian you've got followers that aren't uh all because of your streaming of Fortnite, and you're you know obviously you know, you've gotten some followers from your brother who may or may not be catholic and all this kind of stuff right so you start yeah. talking about um uh, some controversial takes. And I'm not talking about your takes on like stepping on Cheerios like that's like the controversial stuff between you and I. We can disagree on a lot of your really dumb takes, but when it comes to like Catholic teaching and standing up for Catholic truth, you've yeah. been doing that a lot recently.
1: And uh, you lost some followers. So what you been saying over there, buddy? Well, you know, I love controversy. One might say I live in a sea of controversy. I made that up, by the way. I just thought of that, and I'm really it's proud of it. M&M you didn't even lyric. Smile. You didn't make it up; uh, you just
0: remembered it from 20 years ago.
1: Are you serious? Well, it needs a
0: little controversy because it feels so empty. No,
1: me. saying I live in a sea of controversy—that's my joke. I made that up. Don't try to take that from me, Taylor. See, now we're being controversial. See what we did there? Anyway, <laughs> I tweeted. Uh, so Yeah, you want? We're talking about pro-life stuff. That's great. That's great. Nobody that listens to to this podcast is going to disagree with us, right? Right?
0: Uh, (laughs) Uh, We'll see.
1: They might like us for our beards. Um, So anyway, uh, maybe you remember this on December 30th, a bunch of news organizations were tweeting out that Argentina became the first country in Latin America to legalize um, abortion. And there was like a party. I mean, no exaggeration, like a literal party with a bunch of people with pom poms flooding the streets and screaming at the top of their lungs in the clip that people posted, no joke, it was like 50, 50 men and women, which I found very interesting. And just like, just absolute cheering for this ruling. And, And anytime I see anything like that, like I try to put myself in someone else's shoes, right? Like maybe, maybe they're not Catholic, maybe they don't know what the church is teaching. Maybe they really don't even know what they're celebrating. I try to like say all those things. And before I, you know, make any tweets about it, because I don't want to go back and like delete stuff. And I want to stand up for what I believe in and, and have all the context. And so I watched the video like 10 times and did some research on it. And it really is just as bad as it looked. It was just a ton of people literally celebrating that we can now legally kill babies. And even if you want to say like, it, it's about the woman uh, having a right to to do what she wants with her body, like all those things that we can, you know, maybe try to understand the other side. It's still just this giant celebration that even, even if you are pro-choice, I don't think that celebrating um, killing babies or being able to do that or even just not using those words like eliminating a pregnancy uh, is, is just horrible. So all I did was quote tweet it with, we are a culture of death. Um, and it kind of blew up at like 85, 95 retweets and like a uh, thousand like likes or something. And Wow, um, way to throw I, a I, humble brag into this thing. Well, I was, I'm trying to give context. <laughs> and then I lost a ton of followers. Um, right. And 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 I don't care. And I actually almost never noticed. I never know how many followers I really have. But I that day I looked and I was like, oh, point four like that. That's decent. And then it was like point like point two. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like a lot of people that just left. It must have been that tweet. Um, and then a priest retweeted went it and from point four followers follow. to point two followers. That's exactly right. yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and so it was just really interesting. And, um, and I don't care about the losing of the followers at all, but it was just interesting how, man, you like people just disagree with you at all and and they'll just smash that unfollow button. Um, but yeah, I, I stand by it. I do think that we often in this world celebrate death um in many ways. And, yeah, it was just it was very interesting.
0: yeah, and I've seen you post over the last, like that was the most recent, but even uh, a few months beforehand, you had posted like a simple like it's just a tweet by itself and you were like i am pro life that was the one i remember obviously cuz we're having this conversation i've been thinking about it but like you just listed off a bunch of like teachings of the church that you agreed with yeah. which is what you're supposed to do right and a lot of them can be controversial right and a lot of people were getting upset and i think you lost some followers then too and but it's
1: flat it's fascinating taylor i am pro elderly i am pro woman I am pro babies. I am anti death penalty. Like, how are those things controversial in twenty twenty one? Anyway, I digress. But it is
0: yeah, being pro anything, you have to be mad all the time and angry at everything. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I, I thought it was it was interesting, and I was just like, look at you, John. You're you 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 have got all this, you know, a ton of followers. You've got a d- diverse group of followers, very obviously, because some people were really happy if with you. Some people were. Uh, frustrated and some people were smart and just kept scrolling like you know like there's there's all the different different kinds of of, of uh people that you're are able to reach so i was uh, la- this last week i was editing a podcast for, uh, it's called the equip cast it's from the diocese of omaha it's uh, a group that i started working with um did you did you know that i i th- this isn't the podcast i had two podcasts for the diocese of omaha one of which is the bishop did you know that i'm in charge of what a bishop says now <laughs>
1: that is i don't know if that's how it works but i do that's very cool i knew you were doing editing podcasts i didn't know you're doing that that's very cool. yeah i've got 18 now jonathan it's all i do is sit
0: right here and edit audio talk about
1: humble brags
0: yeah no it's i'm i, I have to no, work a lot you're just sharing Ooh. what you're proud i'm uh, very the proud bishop thing it. is a humble brag for sure um but, like, it is funny. Like, I, I I know that you've seen me. Like, I've messed with you a couple of times with editing. But it is one of those, like, hidden talents. Like, I can make anybody say anything I want if I have audio of them. So, like, the fact that, that's like. terrifying. The fact that these people trust me. Like, you know, like, I've, I've made a good name for myself in the, like, podcast editing business. Which means that I have, you know, 18 people know about this. Right? But it has been really cool. It's like, it's word of mouth. And people are like, he's somebody that's good at this and can be trusted. To the point where they give me the bishop's audio. And I'm the one that posts it. Like, so from the moment he records, like I'm in charge of it from then. So like, I could make him say whatever I wanted, but I don't because I'm a good person and I don't want to be fired
1: and never get any work again. So a little bit of- Okay, sp- but does he, really, does he really listen to his own podcast? You could just make him be like, follow Forte Catholic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who listens to their own own podcast? And I could, because I could, I, he, he has probably said the word follow Jesus. I could take follow from there. And uh, he has said the word for, so I could take the word for. I can merge that with uh, a word that has te in it, right? Yep. Presidente, like he probably has talked about some foreword president so i could take the tay from that add it to the four and then he said the word catholic so i could 100 percent say I, I, I could do an intro to this show uh, of the bishop of the diocese of omaha saying uh <laughs> listen to forte catholic but you know i don't I because it. i like my job but they have another uh, p- podcast for the diocese uh for people who work in ministry whether like professionally or uh like volunteers right and it's called the equip cast you guys can check it out wherever you listen to podcast uh they did an episode on pro-life stuff and i was sitting there editing it uh very very late ironically enough this is the so you talked about humble brag um the blessings of working for yourself is that um you're your own boss i set my own schedule uh, all of these things right the not a curse but the tough part is did you just like TikTok yourself in the video
1: what are you doing (laughs) i just dude no one had to know okay i was just Clearing the, my face up. What do you
0: mean nobody had to know? The camera was blurry. <laughs> Just re- re- focus. Re- focus. You did okay. the TikTok thing where you like put your hand on the video, and I <laughs> thought you were going to come back dressed as something else. I've seen so many TikToks. <laughs> I was real confused about what was happening. Okay. Anyway, so um, what was I talking about? The Equipcast. That's right. So yeah. um, they were talking about pro-life stuff, and a uh, little-known fact about me is that I was actually trained as a sidewalk counselor. When I was in college, so I was really involved with with the pro life movement. When I was in college, um, going to pray uh, pray outside of Planned Parenthood, talking to people who were going in in and out of Planned Parenthood. Like I was trained to do that, and I did that for a few years. We would we'd pray, we'd sing, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but um, going through that training and like how to talk to people for uh, pro life stuff it was all focused on one of two things focused on the baby. Like we got to save the babies. We got to save the children. We got to save these, the unborn, right? Like that's a yep. And everything I'm about to say is all true and good, but the focus is where, where, where I'm shifting because of what got brought up on the Equipcast. cast. So when I was trained was focus on the baby, save the baby, the, 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 uh, what you think of as cells inside of your belly, are actually a human person. They're actually a human baby. Like that was like the argument we were supposed to use, right? Or yeah. use arguments from like faith and God, like God created all life precious uh, before, you know, before God uh, formed you in the womb. He knew you, like God knows your baby. God planned, you know, you, you might not have planned this, but God knew that it was going to happen. All this kind of stuff, right? Like that's stuff that we've heard from the pro-life movement for years. And that's, that's how I was trained. And the longer that I was in the pro-life movement, like the reason that I don't talk about this A ton anymore Is that like I got a really bad taste in my mouth From How the pro-life movement Has looked From the like when I left college To Very recently Uh, Because it was like Like I got in trouble At a conference that I was speaking at Because I, I brought up That I didn't like the signs That like kids Like from the conference were holding up Outside on the road That said like abortion is murder Right I, like So, like this focus on like just telling people that they're wrong, like, can that change somebody's mind? And are there stories of has has that changed somebody's mind? Yes, somebody, some woman who was pregnant, who was going to have an abortion, drove by and saw that sign and was like, "I never thought about it that way." And they saved their baby. That's awesome. I'm I'm happy that that happened. Right, but that works. The reason those stories are special is because they're very few and far in between. Right, like. Right. So the like all of these things that have frustrated me for a while and the reason that I haven't been super involved with pro life stuff is that like all the rhetoric around it is all about how abortion is murder or the 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 mom is a murderer after they you know kill their baby or have an abortion um or that you know god doesn't want this for you which can all like all those things are true but just because something's true doesn't mean you have to say it to somebody right like right. like If, if, if I, if just like, you don't have to, it's true that I have a mole on my forehead and I'm bald and it doesn't look all that great. That doesn't mean you need
1: to bring it up every time that we talk, John, you need to stop doing that. I never once have, (laughs) but since you mentioned it, a really cool Halloween costume, paint something over your eyes, paint a third eye here and be Cyclops. I'm telling you anyway. It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: But like, just because that is true, doesn't mean that it's the right thing to say or the the nice thing to say. Right. It's a funny joke, but you get, you get what I'm saying. Right. Um, Yep. So this lady who is on the Equip Cast, her name's Whitney, she works in the pro-life movement now. And she's very pro-life, she's very Catholic, she's still teaching all the truths of the church, but the method that she was like purporting was changing. She's like, what pro-life people need to realize is what is the outcome that we want? We want this baby to live. Like, that's the outcome that we want. So if we're just walking up to say somebody and saying that abortion is murder, that's very unlikely to get the outcome that we want. So she said, instead of going like the focus that it's historically been in my life was start with, you know, focus on the baby, focus on God, and then focus on the woman. If we even focus on the woman at all, which is what a lot of Catholics are accused of. Right. You, you only care about the baby. You don't care about the mother. Right. And yeah, while that's not true, how we talked about it has made that look true. And we may even have some misunderstandings in ourselves, right? Where she was saying that the focus needs to first be on the woman. And like, I like, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, I never thought about that really, because it's not how I was trained. I was trained to focus on the baby, right. focus on, on God and faith, faith arguments, that sort of thing. But she's like, the church has failed so many of these women because this woman is in crisis. Yes, it may be because of decisions that she made, but she's a woman in crisis. If she's thinking about getting an abortion, she's in a very, very difficult situation. She thinks, you know, either she has a new baby that's coming into her life and that's going to change things or she's going to lose her job or people are going to get mad at her or she's too young. And people like she's going to she's going to lose part of her life. She's a woman in crisis. So, like, why would you tell a woman in crisis something that like something like, you know, killing that baby is murder? maybe you can get yeah. to that but starting with like how can i help you what's going on can you sh- can you talk to me about what you what you're going through right yeah. and essentially what 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 uh, it's it's a long podcast if you want to check it out it's the most recent episode of the equipcast this is just kind of a snippet of it but it like it was just a light bulb in my head like this is why this con- these conversations and a lot of the like leading pro life people in our nation have frustrated me cuz they don't focus on the woman at all starting to focus on the woman and saying, "Hey, we care about you." And like essentially what what Whitney on Equipcast was saying was if we can help the mother, save the mother who's in this moment of crisis and help her, she can make the decision to save
1: the baby. Right? Yeah. Um what do you think about that? I mean, no, I love it. I've 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 uh, long appreciated the efforts of all those in the pro-life movement. I think it takes a lot of courage and strength and man, you really like almost i don't want to say like career suicide but it it takes it takes a lot right to to be completely 100 dedicated your entire life to the pro-life movement so i always am thankful for for those that have done that um but have long disagreed with some of the methods that we use and and have you know in youth ministry and as a director of evangelization been able to teach ways that i think are effective like what you're talking about like for instance i love the save the storks um organization i'm not wildly familiar with them because we don't have a ton around here we have a lot of um, pregnancy resource centers, which I which I love to support and encourage our church and people to support all the time, because um, again, that's that's putting the mother first, right? You, you, we need to give more resources to help mothers if they do decide to keep the baby. Um, but one of the cool things that Save the Storks does is they do like free um, like free tests and free uh, all this kind of stuff. To I, I'm so bad at that stuff now that I've had three kids. I went to all the appointments the first kid, and the other two I haven't. So all the ultrasounds and all that kind of stuff. Um, like they do that stuff for free and it's awesome. And they do it in a really positive, uh, uplifting way. And uh, as a way of saying, we're here for you, like the church, we should be looking at women all over the place and they could look at us and spit us in the eye. And we should look at them and say, we love you. And we're here for you. And we are going to help you from the womb to the tomb. We are going to help and care about your kid forever. Um, we can help you with resources for adoption if that's what you want, or we can help give you the resources to keep the baby, like all kinds of things that I just feel like I have not heard um, you know, and I think marches and things like that, they have their place. Um, and maybe even signs have their place as much as I sometimes don't like them either. Um, but you're absolutely right. And that equip cast sounds correct. Like, yeah, we have to put those people first. And yeah, there is a reason. I I think it's one of the dumbest like arguments ever to say that Catholics only care about babies. It's wildly insulting and it's an overgeneralization, but I agree with you, dude, we, we have, uh, the church in general has made people think that. Um, and so, Uh, Yeah, I think, yeah, I I don't want to go too far, too far, and I only have a couple minutes here, but uh, yeah, and we're doing that, I think, as a church, as a whole, by caring more about the human person in general. Um, I still think it's a major crisis. Abortion is probably one of the biggest issues, if not the biggest issue in the world still right now, Um, but there's a lot of other issues too, and it's awesome to be part of the Catholic Church that says we need to start caring about the human person at all levels.
0: Right, Yeah. absolutely. I I love that, and I think the thing for me is, like, there are a lot of Hard and difficult truths when it comes to talking to somebody who is possibly wanting to get get an abortion or somebody who is pro-choice and like for abortion, if you're having that conversation, like there are a lot of tough truths. And I think a lot of people come from this place where it's like, you know, I'm a strong Catholic, so I'm just going to share the tough truths and I don't care if I, you know, offend people or whatever. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. this isn't about you. (laughs) Right. Like that makes you feel good but it's about the woman and that and that baby so how how can we actually help and save them and so you can still have a lot of the same conversations that we've been having let's just flip the order and that we talk about yeah. them right because we've been leading with the uh, the baby we've been leading with god let's lead with the woman and then once it, if you're able to have that conversation with helping and caring for the woman that can open up conversations to where there's a little bit of trust built up you can have those di- more difficult conversations about the baby, and about what, and about God, and about faith, and about what God says about the baby, and what God says about them, and and all those things, right? And you can have those same or similar conversations just in a different light, because now there's this trust and care built up because you've shown that care for the woman. So that was just kind of eye opening for me, and it's something that has like bothered me and frustrated me for a long time. And I heard it, and it was just like a light bulb went off, and it was just uh, re- uh really cool to hear. So I wanted to share it.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you did. And I love it. And I, and we also, I think we got to raise up a generation of men that also start putting the women first and, and caring about them too. Let's, let's do it, bro. I love you first. <laughs> oh, stop. I'm going to cry. <laughs> All
0: right. Don't go anywhere. John, don't think about your, your your daughter who's going to get married one day and you're going to have to walk her down she the aisle. Uh, don't go anywhere. Wow. We'll be right back. <laughs> if you want to get involved in the madness, that is the Forte Catholic podcast. You got to connect with us throughout the week on social media at Taylor Schroll on Instagram and at Taylor stroll on Twitter is how you can get a hold of me and at Forte Catholic on Twitter is how you can get a hold of the show. We'd love to hear you guys thoughts, uh, segment ideas, uh, favorite parts of the show, least favorite parts of the show. We're always sharing clips of our favorite moments from the show that we hope you guys enjoy. Uh, so go ahead, go ahead and give those a follow at Taylor Schroll, at Forte Catholic on Instagram and Twitter. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is still Jonathan Bearded Blevins. Uh, John, there is a topic. We we talked about, about uh, pro-life stuff this last se- segment, and uh, I, I hadn't talked about that much. We're going to talk about another a topic that I haven't talked about much. This one's for different reasons, though. Um, I haven't talked about this topic because it's very important to me, and it's always been very important to me. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon, Sorry. no. Um, <laughs> but... I haven't talked about it publicly because it could very easily come off as self-serving. We're going to talk about tithing. Uh, And the reason that it could come off across as self-serving is ever since I have had this show and been like talking to people publicly, I've either been a missionary or uh, running a nonprofit for the last almost six years. And uh, so tithing is literally how I have a job and how I feed my kids. So it could come across as self-serving to talk positively about tithing, which is why I've avoided it. But I was just talking to a group of guys who are very good Catholic men. They make good money. And there was a lot of confusion about what the church teaches about tithing and what what we as Catholics are supposed to do. So I said, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. We're going to talk about tithing. But I'm going to let you start it off just so that I feel a little
1: less less self-serving.
0: Uh, what what are your thoughts about tithing? What does it mean to you? Blah, 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 blah. Answer the questions.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love I love tithing. It sounds crazy to say that. I've had a lot of people in my life that have done it very well and that have given from from their heart, which really is what tithing is, is giving from your heart. Um, and and they've taught me that when you do that, like the, what you get back in return is like it just gotta always it outdoes it. Right. Some quote out there, like the Lord is never outdone in generosity and we shouldn't give so that we get more. Right. That's not what I'm saying, but, um, Joel Osteen, baby. Like, yeah, no. Oh my gosh. Let's have <laughs> a whole podcast on my thoughts on Joel Osteen. No, not, not that at all, but, um, but it's, it, there's a lot of misinformation out there about tithing and what the Catholic church teaches about it. So I think first, um, first and foremost, like it's, it's giving of your time, talent, or your treasure. Um, and, and the church actually does have say that we have an obligation, um, to help the church. We have an obligation to help the church. And if you can donate, you're supposed to also donate money. A lot of people are like, oh, tithing is 10%. You have to give 10%. That is actually uh, like old, uh, old law, um, that we are actually like, don't have to follow that. Not that you shouldn't, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I think if you can, the most you can give, you should give, uh, whatever you can possibly give, but give from your heart. Right. And not from your excess, um, but from your heart so that you can help support the church and and people in the church and people like yourselves who do a great job of leading people uh, closer to Christ. Um but yeah this this whole idea that like you have to give 10% of your salary or you're a bad catholic like it's just not true. Um and it's it's about giving your time, talent and treasure. And there's going to be different stages of people's lives where you can do more and you can tithe differently. So when I was like 18 19 20 21 to 24 like it was my time. I was at church all the time. I was a full-time core team member and then I sort of working in the church and would spend way more than 40 hours a week doing youth ministry, um, which involved some talent as well. And uh, what talents do you have? (laughs) None. All of them are involved in the church or sports Uh, and not even sports anymore, but talking about sports. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, and, and when I was like 25, 26, 27, and I was still not quite married yet, I don't think or right about when I was getting married, I would get asked to speak a lot of different places. And I was like, learning the skill still. And so I wasn't charging a ton and, and sharing that talent kind of for free and trying to, uh, but at some point you have to support your family. And when you start, when you're able to do that you have a job and you're able to support your family and you're able to maybe make a little bit more money, and then it's time to really give from your heart and to to give and pray and discern what organizations that you give to. Um, we, we can look a little bit if we want to, second Corinthians talks a lot about this, but um, maybe people can read that on their own so that we can just keep chatting. But second Corinthians, um, second uh, Corinthians verse nine and then first uh, Corinthians 16 uh, has some good stuff about tithing. But basically, God does not demand a fixed amount of money from us. Right. He does not demand a fixed amount of money, wants us to give from the heart. Um, and otherwise, like if the church demands a certain number, like that's extortion and that's not good. But we should all give.
0: Right. The 10% comes from the Old Testament, right? Like the, the, the Israelites, yep. the Jewish people, the Old Testament, like that was required by by Jewish law, which the, the law that, that, that came from God, right? Like you have to give 10%. And what that did was that was able to like that took care of the priest class, the Levites, you know, like all, all the people who like their job was to take care of the temple or to help lead people closer to God. Right. And they didn't have other jobs uh, like youth ministers do here today. The youth ministers aren't paid enough, but that's a whole other subject, but they were taken care of by the community so that they could focus on serving the community. Right. And yeah. the 10% was like required by the temple required by God. Now it's not required now, just like you very eloquently said. Um, but we have a lot of like biblical examples, like obviously from the old Testament, we have like this example of giving 10%, right. It's not a requirement, but it's a good barometer. Right. And then, in the New Testament, like, you, you know, you started talking about the Corinthian stuff. It's funny. You were like, I was like, I was going to bring that up and look smart, but you did it before me. So good, do- good job for you. But we're supposed to give out of the generosity of our own heart, right? But then we have this other example of the Old Testament, you know, like where the the, the old widow, she gives her widow's mite. Like she gives, like literally, you know, um, this this rich guy came in, he gave a really, really small portion, but it was a ton of money because he made a ton of money. And then the widow's mite came in, she gave in all that she had, but it was like, a, you know, a penny or whatever, Right. Now, that doesn't mean we need to give all of our money to the church either, right? You know, like, so there's all these examples in the scripture. Um, but I, one of the things that you were saying, time, talent, and treasure, I think is important for, for this conversation, right? Um, yeah. I think that we should be donating our part of tithing and stewardship is using our time and our talent. Uh, to serve the church, right? Whether it's it's a night at Columbus, or like you said, helping out the court team, or youth youth ministry, or uh, you know, serving on parish council or something. Like, get, be, like obviously, a lot of that stuff's hard now because of COVID. It's hard to do stuff in person. But like, how can you give of your time, right? At, like, you know, right. we work forty hours a week. How can you give ten percent of that? You know, two, three, four hours. You know, do a youth group or something. That's two, three hours or whatever of your, of your week. Um, given that to obviously don't try don't use 10 percent of your talent like if you're a great accountant great with money and you're on the parish staff or you're on the parish like financial council don't use 10 percent of your talent use 100 of your talent <laughs> not all your time right. but all your talent so that's where it kind of falls apart but then uh money money gets difficult and people don't like talking about money in church and i think a lot of times like tithing isn't talked about a ton because like who's going to talk about it the, the priest right
1: but, <laughs> Me, I'll talk about it, dude. Uh, we got. I, there's a whole rant I have about this, which fits right in. But okay. go ahead.
0: Uh, but like, who else would talk about it? Typically, would be the priest. It, they yeah. all. They probably feel similar to how I do. It's also self-serving for the priest to talk about. Like, how do they? How do they make their quote-unquote living? Like, how do they take care of themselves? How does the church function from people's donations? Right. So it's just awkward. Not bad, but awkward to talk about tithing and giving money to charitable organizations, to giving money to the church. Um, uh, let's see how much time do we have left? Let's see if we have time for your rant. We do go do your rant.
1: I mean, so, I, so it's not rehearsed or anything, but like, I, I just rehearsed. think the, <laughs> the, the Catholic church is so bad at, at, at talking about money. It's crazy. And it's funny to say you, I say that and at the same, in the same breath, how many of our parents um, or parents, friends, or just acquaintances we have that may or may not go to mass every week, mine do, I'm very proud of my parents, um, who are like, every time I go to mass, all they do is talk about money. Like, you know, they're, we're on vacation and you go to mass and it's like, of course we show up on the day there's this priest from Africa who needs money. Right. Um, but it's just because the church is horrible the rest of the year talking about money. We should talk more about money. Like people in the pews, myself included, I'm, like I'm in this millennial generation, my wife and I, sure. We go to the church I work at. I love it. But if we, if I didn't work there, honestly, I don't even know that we belong to a parish. We would just go to whatever mass like fit. Uh, and that's just how a lot of, of young adults and, and millennials are kind of now. And I'm not saying that anyway, that's a, that's a whole other thing, but the church is so bad at talking about money because like, we should talk about it more. Where does it go? What does the actual money go to? Most people who give don't can't answer that question. And many who don't give don't know the answer. Um, a lot of millennials won't give to a church because they just never know that they're in need. Like if you, if you have a church that has this brand new renovation, clearly they had that paid off or at least have a program, whether you go to that church or not, you can assume they at least have some kind of money. But if the church could say like, hey, just so you know, yeah, we are very blessed with the gifts that we have and the fortune that uh, people can give us that we can then bless the community with um but like we still need a lot because we have a lot of staff members we have to pay for who minister to a lot of different people and there's a lot more people in this area that we can go reach out to if we have more resources so i think we should talk more about money and more about tithing and like people like yourself and people who um who are missionaries if you will they're really good a lot of them are very good at saying hey this is why i need money and here's what i need it for and people our age lo- like we respond to that we're like okay then i'm going to give uh, my wife and i like 8 years ago sponsored um somebody from um i mean his, his name is Daymar and he lives in Bolivia and i'm i'm having a hard time actually compassion international like 8 years ago we started sponsoring this this awesome kid that we pray for Daymar all the time and why because there was a need and someone asked for it and we gave, right? But if our church isn't going to say, hey, here's what we need and here's what we need it for and not wait until things hit the fan. Like it seems to be always what happens. We need, you're not going to have a church to worship in anymore <laughs> if we don't start giving. That's because you messed up talking about tithing for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Right. We need to be saying like, hey, thank you for your money. Here's where it's going. We wouldn't be able to do these events, do these things, have these evangelization efforts if it wasn't for you. And we can reach out to more people. And if you gave even just a little more, we could reach this many more people and be transparent about it. Right. Anyway, we need to talk way more about tithing as a Catholic church because all the Catholics who left and went to those mega churches are building those giant <laughs> churches out there and have no problem giving money.
0: You're right. I'm, I'm glad you you feel good getting your rant out. So here's uh, – we're, we're wrapping up. Here's the, here's the last thing that I, I want to say. It's like the 10% is not required. I think it is a good barometer. Ever since I started mowing lawns as a kid, my mom was like, all the money that you made – Take 5% of that and give that to your local parish. And then take 5% and give it to a, a charity. Doesn't even have to be. Catholic, yep. but give it to a charity, give it to, you know, SPCA or give it to a Catholic charity or give it to all, all these things. Right. I think that's always been a good barometer. 10% is a requirement, but it's a good starting place. Right. Agreed. And Agreed. like, so yeah, that's what I try to do. I try to give five, 5% to my local church and 5% to support, you know, focus missionaries, ablaze missionaries, uh, people who ask for money to kind of sponsor them. Right. That's always a good barometer. Now I'll be fair. And I'll say that my first year of being a missionary I was not making a ton of money and I could barely support my family. I gave 0% of what I could because my primary thing was being able to take care of my family. Um, And then I got back up to around that 10% supporting other people, supporting my church. Uh, Then during COVID, financial things happened. I wasn't giving 10% anymore. I had to pull back some things. You don't have to feel guilty about not giving the 10%, but it's a good barometer, good place to start. Uh, If you can give more because you're really blessed financially, great. Uh, if, you, if you have to give less, you don't have to feel bad about it. But yeah, like, I mean, wh- one of the reasons that I bring it up and it's hard to bring it up is like, yeah, it, it can seem self-serving. Forte Catholic is a charity. My My hope is that, you know, I talk about it every now and then on the show, but that, uh, you know, that we can be part of that 5% as you're supporting Catholic charities, Catholic people trying to do good things. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, and it's one of those things that like, yeah, I mean, I'm doing this for the long haul. I'm not in, it's not like if you don't give, I'm not going to be able to keep doing Forte Catholic. but it, this is what I've chosen to do with my life. It would be great to have your support. This is how I feed my kids. It's how we take care of my family. Um, so yeah, if you can consider donating to your church, consider donating to other, other organizations, or consider donating to Forte Catholic. Uh, I did exactly what John said, and I was transparent. So thank you, John. You're awesome. Thanks for your rant. Thank you guys for listening today. I'll be back next week. Say it! See ya. See
1: ya.
0: Thank you so much for making it to the end of this podcast. You did it, and you received three and a half stars this week because this is the game where everything's made up, and the stars don't matter. Get it? Because, like, me and John were the stars, and we don't matter. Anyway. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is the most helpful thing that you can do for a podcaster, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever, or on YouTube, it's the most helpful thing you can do. i uh, leave a review, all those good things. If you're feeling extra kind this week, please do it. If you feel like you're doing very poor spiritually, this is your way to make up for all of that. He said, whilst twinking. Thanks, guys. Love you.